You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Breath. We are the Drive Time Devotion. Sure to jump start your day. What is it? It's not December. It's not Wednesday right now. It's Thursday. Thursday, December 17th. Flying, man. We're skipping right along here. December 17th. Wow. Anyway, we're glad you take a time out of your busy day to join us here on Morning Breath, where we take a chapter of the Bible, we read it, we spend some time with the Lord, and uh, just have a morning devotion, and then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island Campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the radio here, on the air, or on the podcast, however you get it, and then we talk about wherever God, excuse me, leads us in the chapter. So that's what we're doing today, and I'm excited about it. Get to do it again with Pastor Mark Cook. How are you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm great, Pastor. I'm sitting in for Pastor David. Ah. Which, uh, if you were counting on hearing from Pastor David, uh, sorry, yeah, you have to yeah, just wait. Sorry. You have to wait another week. We uh, tell Pastor David that we upgraded this Thursday. No, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Pastor David's an incredible guy. Actually, Pastor Mark and Pastor David are related. Yeah, we married um, sisters. Yeah, married sisters. So we That's commiserate a, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going to talk to a couple of girls about listening to this broadcast, unless you pay me big money, Mark. <laughs> no, oh, that's man. That's funny. Yeah, great families and uh, great great girls, thank God. They are. And uh, so-so guys. But no, I'm just kidding on that. <laughs> yeah, they're great, great families, great people. So anyway, yeah, so if you were looking for Pastor David, you got Pastor Mark. You did. But uh, you know what? Whenever you, Whoever you're looking for, the way to know what's going on on the show, the best is to get on the app or to get on uh, our website, eccc.us, download the East Coast app. It tells you all about what's happening at East Coast, and you can get to our podcast page from there, and you can see the Morning Breath Guide to know what chapter. We're going to be reading. Pastor Dan said it's a drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. So you can know what chapter are we going to read today. This is the one. So we're doing Matthew chapter 14 today. You can also listen to the podcasts. Uh, We got them all on there. And you can go back and listen to all of them. Get caught up. Listen to your favorite ones uh, over and over. And, uh, of course, you can also call the office, 321-452-1060, if you need us to mail or email you a guide. Uh, while you're online, check out our, our YouTube, check out our Instagram, our Facebook, uh, go to our online weekend services. Uh, just a lot of things going on on Absolutely. online. Absolutely. You can, you can even watch the Monday one because uh, Pastors Matt and Jessica, they actually film theirs. The Monday uh, morning breath. Yeah, mor- yeah, Monday morning breath. You can watch that, and that's uh, that's kind of fun. A couple other things going on, pretty exciting, is we have Christmas uh, services, Christmas Eve services. So we have Christmas Eve Eve, the 23rd, and Christmas Eve, the 24th services. That's Wednesday and Thursday. We'll be doing that. So that'll be uh, something I just encourage you. You know, maybe I don't, maybe you're waiting for the vaccination to come back to church, or maybe you're waiting for, you know, you got a family member immune compromised. I don't know what, you know, and we get it. Whatever, you know, you got to make good decisions. And we, we understand uh, that that's necessar- necessary. We're, con- we're considerate of what you're thinking and, and seeing. But there are also those that have just kind of gotten out of the habit. And, and you know you, that, that now's the time to come back. Yeah. Christmas Eve is an incredible time to do that. We'd love to have you. If you call uh, or get in touch with the office, go online. You can get tickets. And we're doing tickets so that we have a nice group but not too big of a group. Uh, there for the services, so we're trying to protect you and be clean in between every service and, and uh, you know, all that stuff disinfected going on, and it'll it'll be a good, safe environment. It will. It'll be an incredible time for your family. Uh, so will our Christmas 
Quest. I almost said that wrong. The the, the Christmas Quest. Qu- Christmas Quest. <laughs> That's this Friday. That's our scavenger what? hunt. Is, yeah, oh, it's going to be a scavenger. It's going to be a ton of fun. Jump in the car with your family. Crank up the 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 Christmas music. And uh, what you're going to be able to do is you'll have clues that you drive around our community. I, from my understanding, it's our community that's kind of scattered between our campuses. So we've got our Merritt Island, Cocoa, and Vieira campuses. Throughout that region of the county, uh, there's going to be uh, all these different places you can go. Uh, I think it's uh, picture-based. A lot of it, you were saying, Pastor Dan, that you take a picture with your phone, proves that you that you were there. And there are there are prizes. So it's just a lot of fun. And uh, you can sign up for that at eccc.us slash events and uh, get your make sure you're signed up so that you're eligible to win. I heard there was bidding going on on the dark web for the list of what the scavenger hunt was about uh, early on so that people could actually go ahead of time and Maybe not. I mean, maybe, maybe I made that up. Yeah. I, I, you know, but that either way, it's still valuable. Nick, that's the way you can make some money. Yeah, get that list, sell it on the dark web. Yeah, have you heard of the dark web before? I have. Have you heard of the dark web? I've heard of it too, but I don't even know if it really exists. So I wouldn't <laughs> even know how to get on the dark web if. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, is that kind of like? Yeah. How, how do you, you like? How do you even know how to get there? I'm in the know. dark on how to hey, get. Don't it. anybody tell us how to get. We don't yeah, want to. Yeah, we don't want to know. Good point. And, uh, <laughs> I, I'm in the dark about getting on yeah. the dark web. I'll yeah. stay there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I'm in the dark about that, then I'm in the light. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> well, speaking of the light, let's read us a chapter here today. Yeah. We're in chapter 14, going to read the New King James, 38 verses a day. I'm just going to break it at 18. I'll read 18. You can take uh, the last 18 and uh, just go from there. So you're going to read through verse 18? Through it, right through to the end of it. Got All it. two, four, six, seven words of it. All right, I'm on it. All right, it's New King James, Pastor Dan. <laughs> yep. I say unto you, read, sir. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the report about Jesus and said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead. And therefore, these powers are at work in him. For Herod had laid hold of John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because John had said to him, it's not lawful for you to have her. And although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Therefore, he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. So she, having been prompted by her mother, said, give me John the Baptist's head here on a platter. And the king was sorry, nevertheless, because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he commanded it to be given to her. So he sent and had John beheaded in prison. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. Then his disciples came and took away the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy food, buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We hear... We have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. Verse 19, then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitudes. 
So they all ate and were filled, and they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about five thousand men, besides women and children. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come out, come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, and he, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when, they had, and when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all the surrounding all that surrounding region, brought to him all who were sick, and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched it were made perfectly well. Amen. Amen. Man, that that closing uh, last three verses is incredibly powerful. Mm. I think sometimes we, you know, read that and think about it. It says they crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret, and then people recognized who he was, and they sent out into all the surrounding region and brought to him all who were sick. Mm. Amazing. This would be, in many cases, the worst of the worst. You know, the, 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 and, and we're dealing with a time in, in the earth when, you know, birth defects weren't surgically fixed or, you know, uh, situations like that weren't taken care of like they are medically. A lot of things get fixed medically nowadays. None of that happened. There were all sorts of stuff going on. And they brought them all and as many as touched the hem of his garment were made perfectly well, not Amen. not partially well. Mm. It's just an incredible picture. And there are, I don't know, I, I don't have it written down here. I've written it down in other places. But I think there's like 30 times in the Gospels where Jesus healed all. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of times where Jesus healed all in the Gospels. And it's very powerful uh, to me when I read stuff like that. I think, my goodness, this would have changed a whole town. Or maybe maybe this was like, I don't know exactly about the land of Gennesaret, but... It says the region. Yeah. I think they ran around to even the neighboring towns. Yeah, exactly. It'd yeah. be like Decopolis, you know, the 10-town region yeah. where the you know the crazy guy who got the demon-possessed guy got fixed. He went around to 10 different towns talking about Jesus and what he did. It, this might have been like Brevard County. Yeah. You know, type of thing. Yeah, it's incredible. It and, is. And, and, and this is, I love this passage, and I've been thinking, um, you saw me just a minute ago flipping in my Bible. I wanted to just absolutely make sure I get the address right, <laughs> because I want, to, I want to line something up here. Um, I've been spending, just, it's been in my spirit for maybe the past year or, or more. Hebrews 12, 2, it says that we're looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. Beautiful. And I think so much about that because I I think so many times if we're not careful, we can turn faith into a work. 
Um, and we, we start going, well, you know, I, this didn't happen because I didn't have enough faith, you know, bummer. And then you, then you start blaming yourself, uh, for something that you didn't see or, or, or something like that. And so we start looking at ourselves, but it, it says that Jesus is the author. So it means he, he starts it from the very first jot. It's his, and he finishes it. He's the finisher. And I think about that, and I'm going to tie this all together to Matthew in just a minute. Um, I think about that because I think about, you know what, when, when I'm in a place where I feel like I can't finish, I'm not the finisher. He's the finisher. And I love that truth because it, it all begins and ends with him. He is the Alpha and the Omega, and I never, I never get to or I never have to center it on me and my performance. So I look at, with that in mind, I feel like this, this example with Peter is a perfect picture of this. Because where does it start that Jesus, that that Peter has the faith to get out of the boat? It starts because he looks at Jesus, looking unto Jesus, <laughs> the author. He looks unto Jesus, and with that looking at Jesus and with Jesus' word, Jesus authors his faith because he says, come. And he steps out of the boat, and he begins to walk on the water. Then what happens to us all the time? We start looking around at the situation we take our eyes off of Jesus, we look around at the boisterous wind, we know that the waves are big, and we begin to sink. But then what happens? Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? What did he do? He finished it. He authored it. When Peter got scared and took his eyes off Jesus, then Jesus finished it. And I feel like if we can remember that that's who Jesus is, that he's the author from beginning to end, he's the finisher, and even in the middle, He's just going to say, and, and I, don't, I, I love this because I don't, I don't hear Jesus going, you have little faith, why'd you doubt? I see Jesus with a smirk on his face going, you have little faith, why'd you doubt? I feel like there, there's, there's joy, there's peace, and that, that's really the heart of the Father, the heart of God, is to relate to us that way and not condemn us just because we fail. Oh, absolutely. There, the, I, you know, there's this whole thing. You can read a verse, and if you got a, if you don't understand the heart of God, you can. It's like Jesus, whose eyes are a flame of fire. You see that in the Book of Revelation. You think, man, is he hot? No, yeah, hot with love for you. Yeah, and you could. You. It just depends on where you're at. Yeah. You know, it's the same picture, the same words, the same thing, and the. It's really in the person how it's received, not in the person how it's given much of the mm. time. And in God's case, God is love. And so we we sh- we can never compromise even God's judgment is based on his love. And you know, you you just if you lose that, then you lose all the truth that's in the word of God and you begin to go down a road that that isn't valid. I will say this about him authoring and finishing and a little bit about the middle. There were 11 other guys that didn't get out of the boat. Yeah. There were, you know, Peter did step out of the boat. Yeah. Peter good. did look at Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He did look unto Jesus and got out of the boat, which faith does have action. Yeah, that's faith, our responsibility. Yeah, faith without works is dead. And so, yeah, Jesus is the author and Jesus is the finisher. And even the Bible says that God gives us the measure of faith. Yeah. It's a God thing. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is God idea. It's not my, our idea. God does it. God initiates it. 
But we have to prove that we believe it and we trust in God by our actions. Yeah. And so Peter did that. And just because he failed trying, God didn't give up on him. Amen. So the the thing, and here, here's the deal. Some people say, well, you know, there's too much pressure put on people to believe. And Pastor Mark said that, talked about that a little bit in the beginning about you pray and believe and it doesn't work out for you. And so, you know, you get down on you and all of that stuff. Look, I, I don't always get it right. I don't always believe perfectly. I don't always see answers to all my prayers, but I do see answers to most of them. And all the credit and glory goes to God. And I don't know of a better way. What am I going to do? Just go, okay, Sarah, Sarah. Right. I'm going to, you know, in that song, I, I heard it recently, What the Fates Allow. Yeah. You know, I, I don't believe in that. I, I'm, you know, I can see what fate will give you. You can get coronavirus and die tomorrow. I'm not going with that. Amen. I'm gonna, if I die, I'm going to die believing God. And I, I will die unless Jesus comes back first. You know, that's just the way it works. Um, I'm going to do it believing God. And even if, I died of cancer. I'm not going to curse cancer in Jesus' name. I would die believing God for healing. Yes. What's the, Give me a better option. Yeah. I've always heard, well, you're getting people's hopes up. Well, I kind of thought that was a good idea. My Bible says hope makes not a shame. <laughs> That's right. I thought that was a good idea. Uh, oh, no, they need to face reality. Well, you know, there are two realities we're all going to deal with. And the reality is there is something going on in the world. But the greater reality, and we could spend a lot of time teaching about, you know, not looking at the things that be, at, at be not, but those that, you know, yeah, I'll get it right in a minute, but not looking at those things that are, but looking at those things that be not because they're more powerful. The spiritual realm is more powerful than the natural realm. We could do a whole thing on that. We don't have time for it now, but we're in a world where I, I'm going to go with the strongest. I'm going to go with the God-centered one. I'm going to go with the Christ way. And that is believe God, take a step. Yeah, trust absolutely. Trust God, let him, and and not get, like you said, not be condemned or hung up. Hung up. I failed, uh, but that doesn't keep me from trying again. And it's, for me, it encourages me to, to always go, because if you don't have this hope, then when you do begin to sink in those waves, you, you, yeah. what, what, what do you grab then? Right, then what do you grab? But if you always know, even if I, like Pastor Daniel, you were talking about, you've got to step out of the boat. I, you step out of the boat with the knowledge that he's the finisher. Yeah. Like that's what makes you yeah. step out. Yeah, absolutely. You step out because you step out and you, I, we were having this conversation recently with, with a couple and, and it kind of came to me as, as they were talking about some of the things that they were dealing with that were kind of fear-based. And I said, you know what? There's this thing that we talk about that, that faith is risky. And I said, you know, in fact, faith is only a perceived risk. Uh-huh. It's a perceived risk. The reality is that if you're it's put, less risky. if you're if you're trusting God, there is no risk because <laughs> He has His thoughts for you are good. They're not evil. He has a hope and a future for you. Yes. And so if I take a step, knowing that He's the finisher, the wind and the waves look risky, but the fact is He's right there and He's gonna finish the faith. Yeah. And as long as Peter didn't look at the risk and just looked at Jesus. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah. He walked on water. It says he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Peter walked on the water. Yes. That's crazy stuff right there. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous and he he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, 
save me. You know, that's the other thing about this whole fear faith thing is fear is believing in your heart that something you can't see with your eyes is going to come to pass. And because, you know, even if it's a bear, you're out in the woods and a bear, ha, grizzly stands up. What are you afraid of? What might happen? Yeah. But, but emphasis is on what might. See, it hasn't happened yet. Fear is, is just like faith. You see a mighty God rise up and, you, what, and what do you do? You, you give him his, your life. Why? Because what, what will happen? Yeah. And faith and fear are exactly the same. And faith and fear both draw things to you. I choose to walk in faith as much as possible. I don't get it all right, please. Don't take it like, oh, yeah, I got this all together. I don't get it all right. But I, I know what is right. Yeah. The right way is to always choose faith, always believe God, always take the, the God way, the faith way, the trust way, and don't respond to the fear and the all the stuff. And it's interesting to me that all this happened after we heard the parable of the sower. Mm. And, and because he's saying, okay, the word gets planted, and then these four things are going to happen. Amen. You're either going to have this, this, or this. And this is one of the ways the word gets choked out in somebody's life. Yeah, that's you're referring <laughs> to chapter 13 yeah. that we did yesterday. But you know what? As you're talking about the fear and the faith, Pastor Dan, that's one of the things that has become so important to me is, is understanding what God sounds like. Um, and then being determined that I'm not going to listen to that if it's not him. Um, because you know what? Thoughts of fear are going to come against you. Absolutely, It's going to happen, and you don't need to get condemned because a thought of fear comes against you. What you need to do is be able to go, you know what? Be honest with yourself and say, I am in fear right now. Now, okay, I know that, so what am I going to do? Well, I can start by understanding that the voice of fear is not God's voice. That's right. um, you know, one of the things that we have here is East Coast Christian University, and we teach a class. I get the privilege of teaching a class called Hearing the Voice of God. And one of the things I really try to drive home in that class is that is what is not God's voice. Mm. Fear is one of those things. Yes. Because if I'm hearing fear, I need to be able to go, wait a minute, that's not the voice of my God, and so I'm going to come against those thoughts of fear. I'm going to engage in that battle with everything that I have. Yes. I'm going to grab the sword of the word of God and I'm going to swing it like a nut uh, until I have dealt with that fear and confronted it and, and cast it down. And you know what? I may have to do that every five minutes for a season. Yes. Um, but I'm going to do it because in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to let fear be what causes me to make decisions, be what causes me to live down, be Come what on. causes me to, to lose my inheritance. Jesus died to give me an inheritance and I refuse to let fear stop me from receiving it. I am an heir of God through the finished work of Jesus. Everything that heaven has is mine, and I'm going to receive that thing. And when fear tries to rise up, I'm going to engage in the battle, and I want to encourage you to do the same. We'll be right back after this break. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone. 
So come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Going back to what Pastor Mark brought up from Hebrews, you know, that uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and it goes on, who for the joy set before him, you know, despising the shame, went to the cross for us because he loved us and all that it says there. But um, what I think is interesting there is it's a great picture. You got to know that Jesus starts it. Jesus finishes it. Any faith you have, he gave to you. (laughs) Faith is a way of, you know, the just shall live by faith. We could say so much about faith. But there's also the part in verse 31, immediately Jesus, after he said, Lord, save me, immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And that's what we talked about really today. We kind of analyzed 
Is it fear, the reason you doubt? And why are you afraid? Well, in Peter's case, it was the strong wind and the big waves, and it was taking his eyes off Jesus. And so it's all right to analyze what went wrong. Yeah. It's all right to go, like Mark said, admit, I'm afraid. But don't stop there and say, I'm afraid. Go, but Lord, why am I afraid? Amen. What am I focused on? What am I, you know? And I always take and take every thought captive when that's going on, if it's a fear thought, and then I say something biblical. And if it's about healing, I'll say, and, and by his stripes we were healed. Or if it's about finances, I'll say, and he meets all my need according to his riches and glory. I always replace the fear thought yes. with the faith thought. We got to go. Uh, the word's just so full. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.